Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey, and we're back today after one week off, but we're going to continue on with some of our lists here, some of our top five lists as we get to... You know, get actually the draft is next week, so next week we'll talk about draft. This will be our last probably list for a while. So we thought we would do our top five deep sleepers this time around. So last episode we did our our sleepers, which eh, not that far down the list, but today we're going way down the list with deep sleepers. So I think what what did we? It was top sixty or lower currently ranked at running back on Fantasy Pros. Did we say 60 or 70 at wide receiver? 70. 70 at wide receiver and like 40 at tight end. So we're going way down the list, trying to pick some guys that maybe could have some kind of path to some sort of relevance next year. And we've done pretty decent. I mean, I wouldn't say decent. If we hit one guy on this list, to me, that's doing decent, I would say, right? And we've hit at least like one guy a year. We've done pretty, pretty okay on this. With getting at least you know somebody that becomes some kind of fantasy relevant, so I'm happy if like one of these guys becomes good for like two games. I call that good. <laughs> That's pretty much what this list means. But it's always fun to just kind of try to see if you can pick out some guys way down the list. So let's start it off. We have what five players each. You got? Did you were you able to come up with five? Yeah, yeah, I got five. <laughs> All right. So we'll start with your number five, Jeff. And what do you have? My number five is I picked a player who might be relevant and more so if an injury occurs. But there's a reason behind it. So I picked Justin Jackson from the Chargers as my number five guy. He looked good when he had to play last year. Obviously, they run the ball a lot, and even more so they run a lot in the red zone, why Melvin Gordon gets so many touchdowns. And Melvin Gordon uh, finally kind of broke down a little bit last year. He is uber productive, right? But if you look at 2016, 2017, just rushes alone, he had 254 and then 284. I mean, as a lot of wear and tear on your body. 2018, he had 175 and he only played 12 games there. So it does seem like he might be getting, you know, a little more injury prone, a little more bumps and bruises. So not only if the injury actually occurs, but maybe they want to spell him, take him out a little more give Justin Jackson a, a little more of a, a chance. And I think that uh, because of the way they run in the red zone, he might be, uh, you know, worthwhile because of that. I thought about him. He was, he didn't make my list, but he was one of the guys I was thinking about because I guess the thing is I Austin Eckelar is not going to be the every down back. If Gordon were to go down again, I think Jackson's the guy who's going to get most of the work. And, you know, he showed some, you know, he showed enough last year that he can. We think he there's a he could play. They're going to keep looking at him. There were, you know, he had a decent stretch there where I think he became a free agent pickup for us on one of the waiver wire episodes there, probably you know right around playoff fantasy playoff time, and probably the week he had I think 16 carries, didn't really do much out of it, fit 16 for 58 and a touchdown, but that was fantasy relevant enough. So yeah, I like I thought about him. He didn't quite make my list, but. Yeah, Melvin Gordon, he could get injured again, and if he does, it's going to be Jackson who comes into a good offense. And that's kind of what – I have a player similar to that in my list later on, of who's yeah. going to step into a good offense. Right, and, and that's why he's number five, too. I'm not yeah. I'm not overly 
you know, excited about him. I think he's a, a good player. I think he is a very, very uh, good backup. But, yeah, the situation, you know, just something that you want to keep an eye on. So I'll go with my number five, and I went with a tight end, my only tight end that made the list. So who I picked for this one is currently the 52nd ranked tight end. It's Tyler Croft from Buffalo now. So they released Clay, Charles Clay. He's gone. There's nobody else. There's literally nobody else. Croft, he got hurt last year, so he didn't really do much. But in his third season in 2017, he came on a little bit, 42 catches, 400 yards, seven touchdowns. He was looking, you know, pretty decent. And I just, last year, not much happened with him. You know, who knows why, but he's, he's right now the guy in Buffalo. So there could be something there. Yeah. And he was, uh, he was on uh, Cincinnati last year, correct? Yep. Yep. So he was kind of stuck in a, you know, between a rock and a hard place yeah, he because got, he got hurt pretty early in the they year. They did so. have three guys, even though all of them were getting yeah. injured, but you do have Uzama or yeah, Uzama, yeah. Uzama, I believe how you pronounce it. But Anyway, they still had him. They liked him better, and that's why Croft kind of got iced out. But, yeah, I mean, he was very serviceable when they needed him to be. He was. And that, that this third season, was it was pretty good. He really was, you know, it was pretty decent there. So, you know, Buffalo might – they kind of think that too. They signed him to a three-year deal worth $18 million, I believe, and I read it could go up to 21 based on, you know, some incentives. That's not that's not a nothing deal. You know, they, they think – I mean, NFL money, yeah – you can't always take it like, right. you know, 18 million doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Get Everyone's him. getting paid now. But it's something. It is something. They they wanted him. They didn't. They released Charles Clay. They signed him to, you know, yeah, so here's three years, $18.75 million. They think, they think something of him to do that. So I think it's an interesting, you know, possibility that he could become, he'll become relevant, I, I believe. And there's enough there where he's, we don't. He hasn't reached his top level probably yet. He's only 26 years old. So tight ends take a while sometimes. And last year, who knows what would have happened if he didn't get hurt. So, But I'm going to go Tyler Croft, my one tight end on the list at number five. So who do we have for you, number four? Number four, and this is a little bit of a cheat because we just found out he got signed. And Demarius Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a little bit of a cheat because he'll, he'll kind of fly up the boards. But um, – you know, obviously he's been kind of slowly trending down, and I get that he's an older player. I think he still has a little bit left in the tank, and New England is going to be the team to find out if that is true. And that is one of those teams where, hey, they don't have a big wide receiver. You saw what they were trying to do with Josh Gordon. Obviously Josh Gordon is, you know, heads and shoulders more athletic at, at this point. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going to throw him if he stays here, which he'll probably go higher. But, yeah, he's, he's worth the look. You, you throw no, him on a sure. team with Tom Brady and you find out if he still has anything left. So that's why he makes number four. I don't know if he does. Honestly, I don't know if he does. So uh, time to find out. I mean, but who, I mean, what do you, what do you have left? You have Edelman. Got my number four player, Philip Dorsett. Okay. Well, you have Dorsett and Edelman, so, but they got rid of Hogan yep. and you don't have Gronk anymore. Yep. Those, you know, there's plenty yep. of throws to go around. So yeah, Dorsett's my number four. That's a good rank. Rank 91 currently he was already ranked below Thomas before Thomas was even signed so Dorsett it's just I don't know if Thomas what Thomas has left it's yeah he's worth a flyer for sure but Dorsett I again I don't know what he they re-signed him they did re-sign him (laughs) he was a former first round pick yeah I want you to Uh, I I really want to know what you think about this guy because he is one of them that 
even to this day, you're kind of hoping, but yeah. he's never he's never and put it out on the he, field. You know, there was he showed a little bit last year, like okay, maybe the guy can play a little bit, and maybe that'll open up for him. I I don't know. I just think he's there is talent there. I feel like. there is talent there. Maybe New England. They're bringing them back again. Maybe they think there's something there. Plus, this is just deep sleeper. So yeah. it's <laughs> we're the well, we're the flyer. Let's be honest, like especially with Chris Hogan, right? Like yep. he should have done a lot better than he did there. Yeah. And if you think Dorsett is better and he slides into that role and he can do more with it, then he will be a viable option. You know, to at least have on your bench. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's worth to find out. Well, I mean, Dorsett early on in the year he looked really good at the beginning of the year. He had like seven catches, sixty-six yards, a touchdown. But then. Then they got Josh Gordon. Adelman came back. They obviously had Gronk. So, but no more Gronk. No more Josh Gordon. I guess yeah. Demarius. It's a lot. This is going to depend on Demarius Thomas. This is going to be what Demarius. Demarius Thomas. I wouldn't be shocked. This is a guy who he could come in and contribute, or he could be cut. He's one of those type. You know, with the Patriots, he could easily. You know, you see these guys that come in, they think they're going to do something, they just get cut. It's very possible. So, what Dorsett does is a lot of it's going to depend on how much Thomas is used. I think so. I think one of those guys will become relevant. One of them will. I don't know which one, but someone has to catch the ball other than Edelman and Edelman. Yeah. yeah. There really isn't a whole lot there. So you're wondering if they will go out and draft someone, which changes the whole, you know, the whole dynamic. They might, yeah. Uh, And usually they don't. I mean, mean, like they they don't really go out and get these big name wide receivers, um, you know, unless you're Randy Moss. So. You know, they, they pick up guys that are kind of past their prime or guys they don't really have to pay and they know they can plug them in. So, I don't know. It'll be interesting because this is the first time that they're not going to really have the, the go-to guy of Gronk, which definitely changes the outlook mm-hmm. of the offense. Well, I guess they, they did just sign Austin Safarian Jenkins. so That, would that be... is, I mean, that's very interesting as well. So maybe he'll – someone's going to get some more catches. We'll see right. who it is. All right. Don't know who. So, who do you got number three? Number three, and the more and more I looked into him, the more and more I got, I kind of got more intrigued by him. So he's one of them that passed through my radar, and now I'm kind of back to him. And this is Jalen Richard. So from Oakland, he did get re-signed. Right now, it looks like he should be the number two uh, behind Crowell. And looking at his numbers from last year, obviously it was a little more of a crowded backfield, and he was still kind of, you know, grinding it out between him or DeAndre Washington. I believe Washington is still there, if I'm, if I'm correct. But they don't have um, the, the muscle hamster, and they don't have Lynch, Lynch. anymore. Yeah. So, obviously, those guys were taking a lot of carries. Um, when he did play, he looked pretty good. He is a small back, but he had 55 rushes for 259 yards. That's 4.7 yards per carry. He only had one touchdown. But what I really love about him, and I think that he actually will be worthwhile to – you know, store on your bench right away to find out how they use him because he had 68 receptions last year mm-hmm. for 600 yards, no touchdowns. But if they actually increase that, especially since Crowell will probably be the bell cow on the ground, if they use him as that wide receiver, um, he could he could absolutely kind of be a PPR darling or, you know, and even for just conventional um, kind of, point setups i think that he might be able to win you a few weeks if he can get in the end zone here and there he's interesting i don't know if i buy into crowell at all and i'll actually talk about that in a little bit why i don't buy into crowell but it doesn't affect um richard he's a different type of guy he he's gonna have some value and yeah he is way down there 
on these ranks. Way down there. So, yeah, he's. I never know what to think about those guys. Him I, and I don't need that's Washington why, and when I looked into him again, that was when because I did. I kind of fell in love with Washington for a little bit, and then I fell in love with him and trying to figure out who was going to take over. I, I, I've liked Richard a little better, I think. And I, his I yards per carry's been really good over his career when he gets a chance. So if they just, he's never a guy who's going to get a lot of work. Yeah, they're. I mean, he's definitely going to spell people like he's. Yeah. But he's going to catch the ball, and that's what all they really need him to do. If they put him in that role, he's going to become a lot more valuable and a lot, a lot more valuable than what he's ranked. So he doesn't need to be the the main running back. Yeah. I don't think he will be. And what I like too is the sixty eight receptions was with Gruden there, right? He's he, that was yeah. with the new coach, with the new system, if you will. So if they continue with that, you know, yep. I, I like his odds. So my number three is going to be DJ Chark. From, yeah, he was uh, he was on my short list. I, second round pick didn't do very well last year. He had he, he he had a lot of mistakes as a rookie. They didn't he wasn't he just wasn't very good. He the guy's so athletic though, and he has the chance there. Maybe with Nick Foles at quarterback, this is a guy they're going to want to use. They have all the I mean yes, they have D.D. Westbrook, they have Keelan Cole, they have I don't even know how they probably have other people I can't remember right now. They have guys, but I think he's the one who could break out from this group if it's anybody. So I would give him another shot. He's only, yeah, second year guy. He was a second round pick. He's going to have some kind of shot. Mark Casey will still be there probably too. I mean, again, they're probably going to have a million receivers. But, oh, they signed Chris Conley. <laughs> That's right. My God, what are they doing? I think he is a guy, though, who can break out of the pack. If anybody, none of those other guys can. They're not. None of them will. They're just all okay. He is, if anybody could do it, it would be him. Will he do it? No idea, but that's why he's ranked 80th. Yeah. And, <laughs> and he's just a deep sleeper. I, I do. I like his – really comes down to his build, right? He's just very tall and he's quick. Yep. But for the thing – for the exact reasons you kind of said, I, I don't know what Jacksonville is doing half the time yeah, when it comes to wide receivers. They're always overstocked. They don't – they're all kind of similar, so you, you don't really give anyone a fair shake. And to be quite honest, it should be a plus, obviously, that Foles is there. But the last time he was really on his own, he didn't look that good. So yep. it scared me off of the whole situation. But you're right. DJ Shark is someone to at least keep an eye on. One of the things, though, about him that is a little bit of a worry is he never really had any production even in college. <laughs> He's so just kind of an athlete. He didn't, he didn't like do anything his first two years at all. His, sec, his, his junior year, he had 26 catches for 466, three touchdowns. His senior year, he had 40 for 874 and three touchdowns. The yards, yards per catch was amazing. And this is all, it's all about his speed and his athleticism. And that's why people, you know, want to see what he can do. Yeah, because he's what, 6'4? And I don't even know what his, uh, he ran a 4.3440. So that's, is, I mean, he is fast. <laughs> and so that's what people are just hoping and, you know, that he is, uh, yes, <laughs> I was reading a little bit here. Yeah, and his, he caught his first pass in week two in the same play he fumbled it, actually. <laughs> that's just that's some of the stuff that happened with him. But if he could put it together, this guy could be really, really good. So that's why, hey, he's a deep sleeper for me. All right, so we're going to get to the top two here. No, we don't have any overlapping yet. We might not. It's This is an interesting yeah, list. So a, Yeah, it's a strange one. We'll see. Who's your number two? Number two. Okay, uh, I had talked about him before, but he still fit within the parameter, so I had to put him on here. But uh, Albert Wilson from Miami. Yep. He's a guy that I, I really like. Um, you know, tell you the truth, I don't know. I don't know what is going to happen with him or Miami. But if I had to kind of put money on someone stepping up 
um, it would be this guy. And he looked really good. And he was on, you know, he was on the Chiefs for four years. And then he went to Miami. And he only got in uh, for seven games, only started three of those. But when he did, he was incredibly productive. So he went 26 receptions, 391 yards, and four touchdowns. So he has the big play ability. Um, obviously, he's not going to be the the big guy, but I think slots, short routes, crossing routes, anything like that, they're going to try to get this guy the ball in, in yeah. open space. And I think that he might be a great way to get the offense going when you can't just dial deep to, you know, stills or Parker, you know, like, you know. Parker, so, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I like this guy. It will be really interesting if Miami can get their act together. But he's someone to definitely look into. I mean, he was on a pretty decent pace last year. He was going to probably get, I mean, he was probably going to have 60 catches and 900 yards or so last year, probably get close to 1,000 if he kept going better. So he would have been, that would have been a decent little season. And his touchdowns in seven games, he already, he only had, he had four of them. So there's some numbers there. There's some, you know, definitely some interest, especially if Parker doesn't do anything, which at this point, I don't bank on Parker doing anything. So yeah, Wilson is interesting for sure. I yeah, think and, he, and also the year before when he was with the Chiefs, just to put in perspective as well, because obviously four touchdowns out of twenty six receptions is, you know, you think all oh, this high. But even when he was with them, he did catch it forty two times, which is obviously more. But he had three touchdowns then too. So he does have a nose for the end zone. It's not like he came out of nowhere on broken plays. Um he, he definitely can put the burners on and you know, th- that's a, a it's just a different weapon than Miami mm-hmm. usually has. All right, so my number two. This is where I'm going to go with the running back. I'm gonna. It's Malcolm Brown from the Rams. So I don't personally think like, there's a worry with Todd Gurley. Don't do this. I really don't. I really don't think there's a worry. But <laughs> if there is, C.J. Anderson's gone. The Lions signed C.J. Anderson. They also tried to sign Malcolm Brown, but the Rams matched it. So the Rams didn't just let him go. Well, yeah, the Lions signed him on a deal, and they they matched it. So he's the number two. It's not, I think he's ahead of John Kelly. John Kelly's the other backup running back, but Brown's ahead of him. And he looked, you know, I, I don't even think it, he looked pretty decent when he played last year. He had a 4.9 yards per carry. I don't think that's going to I think no matter who the running back is there, they'll be good. Really. If, if Gurley, if there's more to maybe if, if there's an issue with Gurley's knee and Malcolm Brown is the guy who steps in, this is going to be the biggest free agent pickup one week. It will, he will be by far the waiver wire. He'll be number one. If Gurley ever went down, it's gonna be Malcolm Brown. So there is if I'm picking him. Cause I think it, it's not buying it though. No, I don't, I don't buy them. The Todd Gurley crap. Cause all these people that rank him low now, you know, in the season, there's no way they can pass him up. He's going to be one of the top guys. He'll be fine. But Malcolm Brown, though, he definitely has. Hey, he has. Um, there's a path there for him. It's if that knee is actually a concern, and they haven't signed anybody else. We'll see what they do in the draft next week. That's yeah. a big that the draft is a big thing for Gurley too. If they draft somebody early, not first round, they won't draft somebody first round. But if they draft somebody second or third round, we might be like, hmm, is something up? That's where I might start to get a little worried, but Malcolm Brown right now is going to be my guy. So, all right, you just don't buy the girly <laughs> stuff. I don't either. Yeah, I mean, but. I, I don't buy. I mean, let's be honest. Like, if any prime time running back like that goes down, I mean, it's the same reason everyone picked up like Edmonds last year, right? To, yeah. So, 
I, I get it. I do. Um, I just don't like to feed into the hysteria of, you know, the conspiracy of Gurley. But I, I do get your point. I mean, I put Justin Jackson up there, so I can't really. Yeah, I mean, it's just he'll be the one that if Gurley goes down, he's one of the best um, guys who can step in. It's, it's just I mean, that the right. situation he would exactly. be in is going to be great. It'd be Yeah, it would be an amazing situation. So, yeah, he's my number two. So who is your number one? Number one, I'm going wide receiver. I'm going Seattle. I'm going David Moore. I, I looked at him. I thought about that one. Didn't go with wow, it. Wow, we did not overlap no, at all. we did not. So the reason I'm picking David Moore is, first of all, Russell Wilson is amazing. He's now, what, the highest paid quarterback again or something? Yeah, he's going to get $35 million a year. It's crazy. Um, but I, I think that David Moore, after last year, um, I mean, he didn't it, he didn't have an enormous year, but when he really started to put together at the end of the year, he did well. So he had 26 receptions for 445 yards and five touchdowns, which once again, touchdown production seems to, you know, that's over what you probably shouldn't be able to do in 26 receptions. But at the same time, he started really putting it together. And obviously, Russell Wilson is not going to stop throwing the ball. And you have an aging Doug Baldwin, and you also have a very – uh, injury-prone Lockett, which obviously had a breakout year last year. So other than those two guys, if either of them go down or miss time, this guy is going to be the number two wide receiver, I believe. So because of that, and mm-hmm. they throw it so damn much, that I absolutely think that this guy is in line for a, uh, you know, to build on last season. And, man, even if he doubles last year's, which he really should be able to, uh all of a sudden, it's kind of the same thing. You have a thousand yards with. I mean, this literally, if he doubled what he did last season, and he really didn't start that many games, but he would have had fifty-two receptions for nine hundred yards and ten touchdowns. Which his stat line won't look like that, mm-hmm. but it's still something to get excited about, especially if you're a Seattle fan, because he's kind of one of these. You know, I don't. I don't even know. Just a, a late round gem. I think he was drafted in the seventh round. Yeah, right? the seventh and, round guy. And he pretty much came out, I mean, it took him one year, but his second year he came out and he actually performed, which is great to see. And he had a, it was a really good stretch of games is where he had, right? Those was like eight game stretch where he was really pretty good. Nothing towards the end a little bit, but I mean, what if, what if Doug Baldwin's not healthy? What if Doug Baldwin can't come back? Right. And there's, he showed enough sign like that. It's funny that last, the last big game he had after that, they like, Gave him nothing, but he had four for 103 and a touchdown. Looked pretty good. So I like that one. I saw his name up there again. That was another one I thought about, but didn't didn't pick him. But, yeah, that's definitely a possibility for sure with him. But my number one is going to be a running back. He plays for the Oakland Raiders. So his name's Chris Warren. Chris Warren the third, actually. His dad, Chris Warren, I guess, the second or junior or whatever, was a three-time Pro Bowler for the Seahawks back in the 90s. So Chris Warren, he didn't play last year. Um, he was, I don't know if it was a real injury, but it was one of those where he got injured at the end of the at the end of the preseason after a good preseason because they probably didn't want to put him on the roster and they found an injury for him. But apparently he did have knee surgery, I guess. So maybe there was something. But he was probably the he was the best running back in preseason last year. Almost almost three hundred yards in preseason. He looked good. He really looked good. And I was starting to talk think about him as like a dynasty pickup. And then he didn't, you know, they didn't put him on the roster for the year, but they kept him. I think he was, he was an undrafted free agent, but really looked good. And I don't buy an Isaiah Crowell at all. 
I don't think Crowell is that good. Like you talked about Richard a little bit ago, but that's, I think that's a different, that's a different player. That's a different, they almost don't play the same position. You know what I mean? Like it's a, uh, Richard is still going to be an impact player in a different role, but Chris Warren, I just have a feeling he's going to be better than Isaiah Crowell and overtake Isaiah Crowell. I, I don't know why I keep going back to this. Just, I've been thinking about this guy since last year. I really liked what he did in preseason. And I just think there's a possibility if he gets a shot that he can be better. Let's see against, uh, against the lions last year. That's probably why, because I probably saw some of that preseason game, 13 carries for 86 yards against the lions. And then in the, that was in the first week of preseason. And in the second week of preseason, he had 18 carries for 110 and a touchdown against the Rams. Yes. I know he wasn't probably going to get starters, but he looked really good and, no Marshawn Lynch, no Doug Martin. Um, I don't really buy an Isaiah Crowell. And Richard's going to be different, different, different role. I think Chris Warren might actually have a shot at something here. So I'm going to go Chris Warren. And I hope I hit big on this one. We'll see. I should go pick him up in our dynasty league as I'm saying this right now. <laughs> but yeah, there we go. That's my number one, Chris Warren. So if this one hits, you know where you heard it first. It's all, it's all here. Yeah, I, uh, First of all, it's deep sleeper, so I like I like the the gusto on that one because that yeah. is way off from right field. I, I don't even think I've heard you ever talk about the guy. I probably have never. I've never um, talked about him. But yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Uh, do you really not like? I don't like Crowell. I know, but he's always done pretty well. Yeah, I think he's a he's a he's a bum. He's, I don't like him. Okay, all right. I don't think he's any good. He averaged four point eight. I don't care. care less. I don't, I don't care. He's a, that was off. Like he had a couple big runs. He's, he's a bum. I'm not a fan. Yeah, I get that. I just never. I haven't been. I think he. I thought he was overrated last year when people were in the drafts or two years ago. Two years ago is when he was really overrated. I never bought into it. Last year I started to like him a little bit because he was underrated. But then he had a couple big runs and a couple big games, and everyone was like, "Oh, he's ranking up at the top again." But I don't like him. Chris Warren's better. Yeah, Chris Warren's a big boy. So he is be, right now. It, he's he's right now. They're saying he's about two seventy. <laughs> so he needs to lose a little bit of weight. He's uh, he, he's gotten. I guess if he did have knee surgery, he got a, he got a little bit. I mean that's that's a good point. Out there. He can't move around. But man, that'd be like the fridge coming back. Yeah, like so, it'd be a whole lot of fun if he actually could run at yeah. that weight. <laughs> he'll get he'll get himself back in shape. Don't worry, he will. Dude, he'll be fine. If he can become what his dad was, his dad was great. Dad was a three time Pro Bowler, great player, ran for almost eight thousand career yards. So we'll see what he can do. But all right, that's it for deep sleepers. We'll be back next week. I think we'll do a little draft preview. Come out with an app, probably have an episode come out Wednesday next week. Drafts, I believe, next Thursday already. First round draft is Thursday. So we'll do a little preview next week in two weeks. Then we'll talk about where the players actually went. And there's no Saquon Barkley this year, anything like that. But so it's all going to depend on, especially running backs and where they actually go. So. We'll talk about what we think about, you know, who the best players are next week. Talk to you guys then.